Who knew in the moment? The premise of the show is that as you're living your life, very rarely do you realize the magnitude of a moment while it's happening. However, in hindsight, we can see all of the pivotal moments that led to where we're at. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Friedrich, and today I'm honored to have Melissa Wagi with me. Melissa is the founder of Epic Talks, and she's also an author, and one of the mindsets that she lives by, and I like this quote, was, I wouldn't take advice from you unless I would be willing to switch lives with you. And so I think that's a really important piece, and as she's had success in her career, something that definitely has played out. So Melissa, thanks so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes. So to start with the early story of you, at three years old, you end up going into the foster care system. And obviously that starts this whole new world for you. So talk a little bit about the younger years in your life. Yeah. So I was born into a family that my parents were heroin addicts. And uh, we basically, my siblings and myself, my older brother, um, who's two years older than me, and then my younger sister at the time, she was nine months. I was three. My brother was five. Uh, the the um, social services came and took us away from our parents because we weren't in the best conditions, living in the best conditions. And, you know, that started a journey of being placed in different foster homes until a family would want to take us in. So there was a family that did take us in, but we had to get separated from my little sister. And, um, you know, she went into a different home and I, I went into uh, a different home with my brother, myself. And, and, you know, it was interesting that we were separated, number one. And number two, the fact that we got separated again because my brother was really struggling with the background that we had, you know? I knew I was special since I was a little girl. I knew that there was something that, that something good that was gonna come out of this situation. And I'm a true believer that I'm not a a victim of my circumstances, you know, I'm a victor. And I use my story to be a beacon of hope to other people. It doesn't matter what you've gone through in your life, you can always, overcome what you've gone through if you choose to if you're willing to do the work if you're willing to get support you know and um and allowing yourself to feel the pain but also saying i'm not a victim i'm not a victim you know because a lot of people stay stuck in their story oh but this happened to me was when i was little oh my mom did this to me okay that's done what positive can come out of that situation yeah Well, so thinking about that, and once again, yours starts at a very early age, but there's, you know, people go through this at every phase of life, right? Mm -hmm. How do you encourage somebody to really be willing to dig into that? Because it's uncomfortable to dig into the, you know, negative or unfortunate things that have happened in our lives. You know, um, I didn't find out about personal development uh, until like nine years ago. Yeah. And this was um, after a really, really difficult time in my life. Uh, my husband of of nine years um, betrayed me in a way that devastated me. You know, he cheated on me with over five women. And all of this happened like within three months. You yeah. know, it went from me knowing this person that I thought was amazing to the last three months, like turning into this monster. And I remember taking all of my belongings and saying to myself, this is going to hurt, but I do not deserve this. 
Mm. I deserve, I deserve to, to be respected. I deserve to be loved. I deserve uh, somebody that's going to uh, love me, whether I'm in the good or in the bad, you know what I mean? So, um, so once that happened, I ended up going uh, through two years of like self-destruction, you know, partying, you know, trying new drugs, um, literally two years drinking almost every day. And at the time for me, it was just normal because I was numbing my pain. Right. But I remember waking up one morning and I was like, wow, are you proud of the woman you've become? I've literally, I literally stood up and I went to the mirror because it was one of those days where I was hungover and then I couldn't get out of bed for four hours because I was still so distraught. Yeah. And I thought to myself, are you going to allow this to make you or break you? Yeah. Like get over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I went up, I stood myself and I looked at myself in the mirror and I had that hangover face. And I remember saying out loud, Melissa, are you proud of the woman you've become? Wow. And I said out loud, no. Okay. So what are you going to do about it? And it was within that day or the next couple of days, I saw this uh, ad on Facebook that said, reignite your life, your finances and your future free ticket. And I was like, free ticket. Is this like a cult or something? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> right. Free, you know, how valuable could it really be? Right. So then um, I ended up uh, reaching out to a friend of mine who is a motivational speaker, Alexi Panos. She's yeah. married to Press Smile. I don't know if you know them. Yes. So I've known Alexi for 20 years now. And I knew she was getting into this space and she was working with Lewis House and I was seeing Lewis House content and stuff like that. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, have you ever heard of this company called Peak Potentials by Steve Harb Ecker? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, there's this uh, three-day event and it's free, but it's in California. And, you know, do you think it's worth it? She told me, Melissa, there's one positive thing that comes out of it. It's a win situation. And I was like, I booked my hotel room. I booked my flight and I went. Those three days changed my life forever. Did I end up investing $6,500 at the end of the event? Yes. Uh, but those $6,500 changed the course of my life. And um, I literally went to workshops every other month, boot camps, workshops, business mindset, um, just everything to emotional intelligence, everything that was going to support me in the elevation of my life. So, um, so yeah, then once you start surrounding yourself in events like that, you, you start meeting people that are on the same journey. They want to better themselves. They want to create amazing things in their life. They want to heal themselves. They want to help others. You know, majority of the time when you see people in personal development, they really want to help others. So, so for me, it was, it was this journey of, of seeing how much it was changing my life that I said, I need to do something to pay it forward. And at the time I was in medical sales. I moved back to Miami and I remember I was pretty much going to uh, networking events and not really feeling the connection with people. There wasn't even like nothing really tangible. Yeah. Um, and I was feeling alone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm not connecting with people that are on the same, same headspace and wanting more. And like, it was more like, the party crowd or getting hit on or going to these events, just getting cards. And it just it didn't resonate with me. So I was going to move um, to LA because that's where Alexi was and Lewis yeah. House and all that stuff. And, but then I ended up staying and I'm like, if it doesn't exist, 
I'm going to create it. Yes. And <laughs> within the, the moment of, of my first thought where I planted the seed, then I started watering it and I decided I'm going to have my own event. It was three days. So Love it. from the thought of it to my first event, three days, I ended yes. up in, inviting. I've never spoken in my life. So I met <laughs> my girlfriends. Um, she's a law professor at the University of Miami. And I know she's used to speaking in, in front of students. So I was like, hey, if I do an event, will you speak on stage with me? She's like, sure. She thought I was BSing her and that I wasn't going to do it, right? <laughs> I took a picture of her, took a picture of me. I go on Canva, created my first little flyer, go to FedEx, printed out 100 flyers, passed them downtown and Brickell and in the buildings that I live that, you know, there's thousands of people here. Yeah. And um, and then I went to Whole Foods. I bought a couple bottles of wine, cheese and cracker, got the venue. 7 p.m. Three days later, I waited and 15 people showed up for my first event. Yeah. And and eight of them were my friends. So in reality, seven people. But, you know, it, it was in that moment when I was speaking my truth and I was sharing my story and I was able to implement some of the exercises that I've learned through personal development to help them. Yep. And they got so much clarity that I was like, holy shit, this isn't, sorry. Holy yeah, yeah. Crap. <laughs> this is uh, what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. And and then it started. And in my second event, I ended up teaming up with other influencers who had following. Yep. And the second event had 120 people. And yes. then, you know, Epic Talks was never the same. I wrote my book. I started a little, you know, charity called Backpack Attack, where I was gifting um, backpacks to underprivileged kids. And, you know, it was, it was just like, it, it was this thing where I'm like, I just want to be of service and I want yeah. to be able to be a beacon of hope to people that think that because they went through something really bad, that their, their life is over, you yeah. know, if it wasn't for that betrayal. If it wasn't for that situation, I would have never been forced to, to really improve on myself. And one of the most important things is getting into personal development healing your traumas, you know, and, and yeah. really deep into it because you don't want to carry generational trauma. You want to end it. Mm. And uh, generational trauma ends with me. My kids are not going to experience it. You know, my, my kids, kids are not going to experience this because they're going to have the proper tools and resources because I'm going to make that available to them. But yes. it's because I made the decision. And then I hired coaches. I invested in myself. I, you know, I, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this full force. And I did it. <laughs> yes. Just how are you feeling in this time in like 2008, as you okay. know, you've gone through a whole bunch of difficult times, but yes. it seems like things are starting to go well because business was going well, right? I'm married. Uh, but then things start to not go well again. Yeah. I mean, in 2008, business was not going well. I actually had started a, a real estate company yeah. and I thought I was going to become um, rich by flipping houses. And then all of a sudden the market collapses when we have this house that's in middle of construction, yeah. you know, and I'm 24 years old and, and I just see that just crumble crumbling and literally going to being completely broke, you know? Yeah. Um, so then, uh, just, uh, I started another business, which was a, an internet business, hair society and the pro stylist, there was different names we gave it. Um, and then, uh, I just knew I didn't want to work for anybody else. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to be my own boss, you know? And, 
And it's, it's so funny because that time of my life is kind of a blur since it happened so long ago, you know, building the businesses and then um, putting a lot of money into the business, then going broke, then having an angel investor come in and literally disappearing with our intellectual property, then having, um, you know, the betrayal with my ex-husband to then two years of, of, of being self-destructive. All I knew, I was just like, I cannot keep living like this. I want something better for myself you know, and for a while it was affecting me because I was like, I had in my mind, I was thinking I had a failed childhood. I had a failed marriage. I had a failed business. So I was starting to feel like, what the hell? Like I can't succeed at anything. Right. So that victim mentality, not understanding that this was happening for me, because if I wouldn't have gone through all of that, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I'm in love with who I am. I love my journey. I love that the purpose that God has put me here on this earth to yeah. create to do you know so I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just saying that because oh again even though i gone through a lot of pain i'm like i was supposed to go through that yeah you can't you can't preach something you haven't lived mm. okay yeah, yeah. And, and people wouldn't resonate with me if i don't have something powerful to share mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if it was all happy-go-lucky everything is fine you know what i mean that causes yeah. trauma too yeah you know so, well, and, and so with that, maybe talk about getting to a point of being open and vulnerable with what you're talking about. I think for a lot of people, one of their concerns is that, well, if I share this piece of my life, then I'm going to be judged or then there's going to be this, you know, thought about me. Uh, whereas what I think a lot of people realize is the more open and transparent you become, really, the more people can connect with you because oftentimes they have the uh, same example or a similar uh, example in their lives? You know, you have to stop caring what people think. Yeah. Because majority of the time, they really don't give a heck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They really don't. Like, they, they, they'll, they'll wait to see you fail so then they can talk, right? But yeah. regardless of that, people don't care. Yeah. You know? And, 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 and this is the story, you know, the reason why I believe a lot of people um, get stuck in this is because they really, they really think that people care about them Yeah. when in reality they don't, Mm. you know what I mean? Just go for it and share your story because your story is powerful. Your story, whatever caused you pain and you were able to overcome that, that's, what's going to set you free. Yeah. And the more you talk about it, you could change someone's life because they're going to be like, oh my God, I resonated with them because I went through this trauma. I went through this abuse. I went through, you know, physical abuse, sexual abuse, like all this stuff. Look at, look at Oprah Winfrey's story. Right. You know, look at the most powerful names in the world. They're, they're powerful because they shared their story. Yes. If, if Oprah uh, were to have that cookie cutter, everything was easy. I don't think she'd be Oprah. Right. You know, and and then you can write books about it and then, you know, become a bestselling author and, 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 and change people's lives through your words and give them exercises. Hey, this is how I overcame a divorce. This is how I overcame a cheating spouse. This is how I overcame sexual abuse. There's billions of people in this world that need help. Yeah. You know, that's good. Yes. And, 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 and if you're finding your place in, in a job that you can't stand, if you're finding a place yourself in a place in a marriage that you can't stand with siblings and people that are not adding value to your life, once you start sharing this, your story, you're going to get out of that bad marriage. 
Mm. You're going to start a new business that's going to help other people. You're going to be able to fire your boss. You know, you're going to be able to inspire others and you're going to feel so powerful that you're not going to take crap from anyone. Yeah. So what does it take to step up into your greatness? You know, and I wrote this today for, for, for the, um, for the, for the masterclass that I was doing. Oh, don't be willing to accept an ordinary life. Yeah. You got one life to live. You know, I, I think someone said the other day, the chances of us being born or the the odds of us being born is like one in four trillion or something. Right. Like what? We're a miracle. Right. I mean, like, how are you like how are you willing to live in me- mediocrity and not able to wanna live the best life of your dreams, right? Create the best relationships, create the best business, create the best marriage. What would your life look like for that when you're waking up every morning and it's freaking bliss and you're like, you know what? I'm having these issues, but because of the personal development I'm, I'm doing, or I've done, I'm not going to let this affect me because now you have the tools and resources to overcome that. Right. So uh, it's, it's just a, it's just a powerful thing when you really set your mind to like, I'm not living anymore in mediocrity. That's so good. Now, so someone listening has had that betrayal of a relationship. Now, it may be a marriage. It may just be a friendship. It may be a business partner, right? I mean, whatever it is. But something that's interesting is oftentimes what I've found is when a person goes through a betrayal type of relationship, what happens is they put walls up on themselves. Mm. And then oftentimes that impacts future relationships because they don't want to let people in or they are intentionally keeping people out. And the visual I've always given myself is really the walls need to go around the person that did the betraying because that's going to keep them at a distance you're comfortable with opposed to putting the walls up on yourself, which might keep people that you want in at a distance that you don't actually want them to be held to. So talk a little bit about that for you, your process of kind of working through it and anyone listening, hey, here are maybe some things you could do to you know allow people in if you've had that betrayal. People should have... People shouldn't be punished because of what somebody else did to you, mm. you know? Yeah. And um, for me, oh, I, until I started my personal development journey, I was hurting people, Yeah. you know, like men, especially purposely mm. where, where I was so not available, but I would still like go out and talk to them and entertain them to purposely hurt them. Yeah. So hurt people, hurt people. Mm you know? Yeah. And, but you don't get to understand that un, until you start doing the work. And I felt bad to the point that when I, when I went through my healing, I called them and I was like, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. I purposely hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't understand how other people can hurt other people, you know? Yeah. And that's when you know that you get to do the work. Because you don't, you don't want to like die knowing that you hurt somebody purposely. So for anybody that's listening right now, if, if you are struggling in your marriage, if you're thinking about cheating or you have a business partner that you're having problems with, like, I really like urge you to, to either get support or get help and have that conversation with a middle person, a mindset coach, whatever it may be, you know, so you don't continue carrying that along because that will carry into the rest of your life your relationships, your kids, your family, your business, your health, you know? So for me is, it was just 
acknowledging that I wanted to be a different person. I wanted to be back to a good person because I am an amazing person. Yeah. I've always been very caring and and loving. Uh, ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to help people. But I, I allowed this betrayal to really change me, but me not knowing that it had changed me because yeah. I was in so much pain. I literally felt like my heart was burning for mm. two years. Wow. Like, you know, have, have you ever been in that pain <laughs> that you feel it? Yeah. Right? Woo. So, so yeah, it's, it's about doing the work, doing the inner yeah. work. It yeah. really is. I, I love that. And, you know, the, the other piece that I think about is as you're moving on is being able to remove bitterness and resentment from your heart, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, something happens to us and people say, oh, well, your reaction is normal, right? That's justified. But the problem is, is even if it's a justified reaction, it still doesn't make it the right thing to do, or it doesn't make it the best thing for you to do, right? Uh, someone might say, Oh, well, you know, she went through a divorce and she on, she started drinking for a little bit. Like that's normal. And it's like, well, it is normal that, you know, there's a lot of people that would have a similar story. However, it still doesn't mean that it's the best thing for future you. It doesn't mean that's the best thing for what you want to get to next. And so I think that bitterness, resentment, working through that is just so important. So it doesn't harness itself in there. Absolutely. In my book, I actually have a chapter on forgiveness. And, and writing down the names and the situations that, that hurt you, yeah. you know, and, and then there's a mission statement about forgiving. You I know? love it. I love it. Well, and to that, um, I was reading and listening to something the other day and you had mentioned God earlier, you know, faith is a part of my life. And it talked about kind of the three steps of things. And it said, justice is people getting what they deserve. Right. Mm -hmm. So we would say in the court system, people get what they, hey, you did this. Here's your consequence. That's justice. Then they said there's mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Right. Mm -hmm. So you did something and you deserve to have this punishment, but you didn't get it. And then there's grace and that's getting what you don't deserve. Right. And so how can you live in a mindset of, you know, giving grace to people, even if the justified action is this? right? How can I still give grace to somebody? Because we all need a lot of grace and we get it daily. Uh, but can we give it as well? Being aware, right? Because yeah. it's going to be a trigger when, yeah. when you hear that. And being the better person. Yeah. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I recently experienced something like that with someone I trusted and I considered her a friend. Yeah. And um, what she said to me and the way she expressed herself was pretty brutal. Mm. And I acknowledged her and I'm like, wow, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. I want you to know that I'm sending you nothing but all the love in the world mm. and positive energy. And I, I just want what's good for you. Yeah. That was it. Yep. What do you say to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, like, so <laughs> but so guess what? She never responded. Yeah. Right. Because with the way she messaged me, she was expecting for me to lash back out. Yes. Thanks to personal development and yep. emotional intelligence. It's, it's again, hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Okay. And it yeah. wasn't me. It was her. I love it. You know? And yeah. whatever stories you want to make up in your head and, and nothing has meaning, but the meaning you give it. Yep. You know? So if I would have wanted to give that meaning of, of, of fear <laughs> and, anger and like get, really giving meaning to what she had written, which yeah. was not nice, but then I know who I am. Yes. So that message she wrote to me was not true. 
you know? So why am I going to give my power away? Mm. So it's, it's people get so stuck in giving their power away on the daily that they get so used to it (laughs) that now it becomes an everyday thing. If they don't give their power away, they feel weird. Yes. Power back. How about when somebody lashes at you, you don't lash back. How about when somebody start an argument with you, you stay quiet, you honor the moment and you tell them, you know what? Um, I don't like where this conversation is going. I'm going to step away for 10 minutes and I'll come back. Yeah. Stepping away is the most, you just set a a massive boundary there. Yeah. But they're not going to want to come and do this again because they don't want to feel rejected either. Mm. Yeah, And when they're sitting in that moment where you were the better person to walk away because you need, you didn't want it to escalate. They end up feeling like crap, (laughs) but you're teaching them a lesson too. This is not going to work with me. And that's what I did with her. Like, sorry, this language is not going to work with me. I love it. I love that. Now, so to get back into your story as well, um, hey, I, I'm not liking the social uh, events that are happening, so I'm gonna create my own. One, I love the action, right? Hey, th- three days, I had the idea, three days later, we're doing it. Uh, so many people will say, oh, I should do that. And then a year later, they still haven't done it. So one, love taking action. But the thing that I'm most curious about is, so we throw an event and you kind of joked about, it. you said eight of the people that showed up were my friends, seven were just random people what was the motivator or what was the piece that like kept you going after that? I think sometimes people would look and they're like, well, I had Melissa had a thousand people show up to her first event. Well, no brainer. She would keep going, right? Like that's a massive number of people. But if it's maybe a little bit less um, attended, maybe, oh, well, shoot, it didn't, it didn't hit quite right. So talk a little bit about that for you that 15, although it's not the thousand people that showed up, it, it was enough that it was like motivating for you to do it again and again and again. You know, um, it's, it's the power of your words is, is so powerful. The power of your words are are so powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I remember I, I was in medical sales and I was getting tired of like doing that. And I remember in my office and this is, I didn't even live in Miami yet. I was still in Vegas. And, um, I was in my home office and I remember I I felt like the Holy spirit inside of me, Mm. you know, (laughs) I get emotional because God does talk to you, especially when you want to create amazing things. And he knows you're a good person. He doesn't give you a vision that you can't execute. Mm. You know, if there's that idea that's planted in your mind, that's because he believes that you can do it. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, I got up, I was working, I was just frustrated. I can't remember what it was, but I got up and I started speaking out loud. And I was speaking to myself, like, you are powerful. You're amazing. Like, look at what you've gone through and look at where you're living. And I, I remember I just sold my first house that I had bought. I bought my first house when I was 28. So I was really proud of that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then, uh, you know, I, I had just sold my house and I was like, I want to do more stuff. Where do I invest my money? Where do I do all, you know, how do I create more? And I remember talking to myself, you're powerful, you're beautiful. And I started sharing my story out loud. And then I was like, I want to be a speaker. I want to change people's lives with, with my story. I, I want to be an author. I want to have a radio show. And I was manifesting the life that I have now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so for me, it was just like, I got crystal clear on what I wanted. Mm. 
You know, there's yeah. nothing more beautiful and more powerful than having clarity, if, especially if you're in a situation that you're not, you're not happy with. Yeah. So what are you willing to change in your life to create the life of your dreams? Mm. You know, and it's not, it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Yeah. Tony Robbins says that, you know, th there's so much information out there that you can go on YouTube and you can educate yourself on how to go to the next level, yeah. you know? And, and for me with Epic Talks, back to your, to your point or, or question, I was just like, it felt so good to me that something that was just an idea was becoming my reality that I wasn't going to give up on my life, yeah. on my story and my community. Yep. And I'm here to be a, a master connector, you know, and, and, and it's, it's so beautiful in the masterclass that I just did uh, with Sandy Glant, five of her members that were in there have been to Epic Talks and they all cool. met somebody that they have done business with. Yeah. And that's what Epic Talks is. You come to Epic Talks, you're one connection away. Yep. You come to Epic Talks to elevate your life, yeah. right? To amplify your life, to connect with those movers and the shakers, the entrepreneurs that care about other people's success so much that they're creating their own company so they can add value to this world. Yeah. You know? And when you come to Epic Talks, I'm proud to say that it's a reflection of who I am as a person. Yeah. You know, it's community, it's family, it's leadership, it's, it's abundance, it's, it's connection, it's collaboration. It's, it's epic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny me being in Omaha, you being Miami, but you know, originally connecting probably about a year ago. And since then a few people have been on the podcast have been to your epic talks, like uh, Mike C-Rock and Jared Yellen, you know, like those guys, they've been on the podcast, but they've also been to your events and they've spoken at those. And to your point, it's, the world is actually a really, really small spot. And those connections are, are not too far away if you're seeking them out. Exactly. And, and these are leaders that are in front of big names all the time. <laughs> you know, you're just one connection away. I could pick up the phone and pretty much call any of those people you just named and ask them to connect me with someone and they'll do it. Right. I've built rapport with them. I've built trust. Like I've built something that, you know, is, is really adding value to them and to their communities, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, I think with your mission and Epic Talks and what is all transpiring there is it's cool to see the growth in the way that it's been able to grow. And I think that just speaks to, you know, your passion was to share your story and to help people. And whenever you're following your passion, it honestly, it's kind of crazy, but even if it's in front of one people or if it's in front of a thousand people, you just feel that like, filling of your bucket from the event, right? And it's less about the number of people. It's more about the connectedness of the person or of the time together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I'm I in love with connecting people. I, I've had people find their soulmate at Epic Talks. <laughs> well, then I need to come down. I got to go. There's some like incredible people and, um, you know, and, and then the inner circle is really powerful too. The inner circle is is, you know, the people that are really, really serious about connecting and breaking bread and having adventures and doing masterminds with, with, with these incredible entrepreneurs, you know, where we get to sit down and have these dinners and get to know your business more. We have masterminds. We, you know, it, I'm proud to say that in the 10 or 11 months that I launched Epic Talks Inner Circle, there's been over $3 million of business capital raised and revenue through the inner circle. 
Three million. That's huge. You know, so (laughs) yeah. That's amazing. So now I want to give you a platform to talk a little bit about your book. Uh, We've hinted at it a couple of different times, but, um, you know, talk a little bit about what was the catalyst to getting the book written. I wanted to give people the the secrets to how I got out of my my darkness. Yeah. And I actually it's it's a it's an action book, so you can literally uh, write in it, mm. you know. And I give you like different assessments to see where you're at when it comes yeah. to forgiveness and and um, basically allowing your past to serve you. Yes. Um, success rituals. Um, also, you know defining who you are right now and defining mm. who you want to become. And I to give you different steps on how to do that. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome book, you know, and, and also finding beauty in your storm. Mm. Um, I look back and every difficult situation that I've had in my life, I could look at it now and be like, wow, there's so much beauty in that. Mm. You know? so, That's yeah. powerful. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I wrote my book in three weeks. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, I'm doing this. <laughs> Let's get it done. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just do it. You know, yeah. like he says, just do it. What, what, it, you know, I, I say this often, the richest place on earth is the graveyard. Yep. There's so many uh, dreams and, and, and just desires that people didn't have the courage to take the leap of faith and they took it to the grave. Yeah. Now, absolutely. Now, something that I'm curious about is all the work that you've been able to do for yourself on past traumas, past experiences. What I've found in my life personally, but a lot of people that I've been able to spend time with is, you know, some of those events that happen in our life are motivating, like a principal saying, you're not going to amount to anything that is motivating. However, what happens for a lot of people is, it ends up becoming baggage at some point, right? It was enough of a motivator to get me over this hurdle, but now it's starting to hold me back and limit my beliefs to get to the ultimate hurdle that I have. And so it's like, how do you kind of navigate that fine line of using something as fuel, but then all of a sudden realizing when you've kind of surpassed that, you don't need to prove someone wrong anymore. It's more about getting to where you'd like to go and what you think is possible for your life. Uh. <laughs> Be willing to tell yourself just to shut up. That negative (laughs) little yapper that is there gets to shut up, you know? And if you continue with that, that's just an excuse. Mm. You know, you have to give yourself permission to get over that. And it starts with forgiveness. It starts with doing the work. It starts to like, this is no longer who I am. This is no longer part of me. Yes, this person hurt me. Okay, bye. You're not in my life anymore. Yeah. You know, so, so for me, people that want to stay stuck in that and they go back to it, you haven't really healed it. And, and, and (laughs) this is, you're carrying your own trauma purposely hurting you because you're so used to that hurt that you don't know who you are without it. Mm. So it's really your, your limiting beliefs and it's up to you. No psychologist is going to tell you to get rid of it. No, nothing. You have to make the decision. Okay. I've done the work on myself. It's time to move on. It's like when you're in a toxic relationship and you finally cut the cord, you get to cut the cord with your toxic self, right? Give it a name. I call mine Frankenstein, you know, (laughs) all yours a little gremlin or something. Frankenstein, you don't have power over me. I know you're there. 
Mm. You know, this big, ugly monster that wants to steal my joy. That's what you call Satan. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the people that cannot resonate with you don't belong in your life. Yeah. And once you start surrounding yourself with people that want the best for you, people that want to see you win, people that are giving you advice, books to read, not your friends that are like, hey, happy hour, weekend, let's wait for Friday so we could get messed up on Friday and Saturday yeah. all day hangover and doing this for years and years and years and years and expecting different results. Mm. For their lives that's the definition of insanity right doing the yeah. same over and over again and expecting different results the universe will not honor you god will not honor you and those blessings are not going to come so what is it going to take for you to become the best version of you write it down get mm. crystal clear read think and grow rich by napoleon hill <laughs> timeless <laughs> classic right yeah start there read detoxify your mind yes <laughs> Um, read books that are really going to empower you to take your life to the next level. That's awesome. Now and if this you feel like reading audible, you know, like I love listening to audible because I'm in the gym. I don't always have an hour of my day to read, but yeah. guess what? When I'm in the gym working out or I'm taking a little stroll with my dog or whatever, like I'm listening, I'm constantly feeding my mind with something when I'm doing my dishes or when I'm cooking, uh, even when I'm sweeping, I, I put something that's going to, I'm learning, I'm going to learn. Yeah. That's so good. Now this isn't necessarily a pivotal part in your story, but I was just curious to me, you have a connection with Dana White, maybe from yeah. some of your time in Vegas. So how did that relationship come to be? He's a stud. I'm just curious. Oh, Dana's awesome. So I met him through, um, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Amber Nicole, and she was one of the first USC ring girls. Okay. And now she just married Tito Ortiz. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. So anyways, so yeah. So, um, I met him through her and he just always just respected my journey. You know, he, yeah. he knew what I went through with, with, with my ex-husband. Cause I shared it with him one time. Yeah. And like, you know, how devastated I was. And, um, and he had just always seen me like a hardworking person and building stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just respect the fact that I wasn't giving up, <laughs> you That's know? Awesome. And, um, we've all, always stayed in touch throughout the years. I've known him for 15 years and, you know, I, I reached out to him one day and I was like, Hey, I, I'm launching my book and I would love for you to endorse it. And he's like, done, you know? And, yeah. Just like that. And then, you know, I've asked him to post my events before and he posts it. Um, he sponsors my events with Howler Whiskey. So I'm always, you know, cocktails and t-shirts and, um, you know, somebody who I really honor and respect. Last time I was in Vegas, I went to his office to visit him and, you know, just just have a good chat. Like he's a, he's a great person. And he's one of those people when you're walking around with him and people want to take pictures and autographs, he's so loving. Like, yeah, yeah. sure. Not with like some other famous people right. that I know. Um, they're like, oh. but no, he's just so welcoming. And he's always doing good things for other people. He wants to see you win, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Melissa, are there any other things that you would like to highlight about your story, your journey uh, that, that's led you to where you're at so far? You know, look, look at, I want you to take a moment and look at your future self. You know, and, and, and so I do this exercise all the time. I close my eyes and I'll put a candle on or I'll, you know, put some meditation music on and um, I'll go on a journey. Right. And I take I take my clients on, on a journey. Sometimes I'm like, close your eyes and I want you to picture like this beautiful river and you're walking towards the river 
and you're surrounded by nature, by birds, by beauty, by breeze, by sunlight. And there's a boat waiting for you. And there's a boat and a captain. And I want you to enter that boat. So once you enter that boat, the captain's gonna start taking the boat down the river. And I want you to listen to the birds, the chirping birds. I want you to imagine yourself like with so much peace in your heart and your mind and your spirit and your soul. I want you to think of the most beautiful house, right? Picture this beautiful house that you're about to encounter on this river. What does it look like? What colors, what colors are it? What, what's the fence look like? What cars do you have outside, right? How are you feeling? Is this the house of your dreams? I want you to think about that. What does it look like? I want you to get off of the boat and walk towards the door. I want you to walk towards the door and knock on it. What color is the door? Is it a two-story house, one-story house? Someone opens the door and it's your future self from now. Mm. 20 years from now, you ask yourself to walk in and have a beautiful conversation with your future self. How does your house smell like? What are the paintings around? What's the music that's playing? What's the couch look like? We'll sit on the couch. I want you to have a conversation with your future self. I want you to talk to your future self and ask some questions. Ask some questions to your future self. What is your future self telling you? What are the people that you need to let go of right now? Who are the, the people that are bringing you down? What are the situations that are keeping you stuck in your life? What is the wisdom that your future self can provide for you right now? I want you to look at your face. Are you healthy? Are you looking good? Are you smelling mm -hmm. good? What does that look like? Time is up. Your future self is going to give you a message and a gift in a box. I want you to take the box. And I want you to give your future self a huge hug and tell you, I love you. I'm not going to let you down. I promise you. You're going to exit the house, jump back at the boat, and go back home. That's such a powerful exercise because every time I do it, I always see a different version of myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And when you think of yourself in the future, like you want to be proud. Right. You know, you want to leave a legacy behind that your kids and your family are going to be proud, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I want you to tell me what was the message and the gift in the box? Mm, how I was it? it i love what that for you what came up for you you know as as we went through that i think the two biggest things that came in the message in the box were be true to you mm. you know I, I think for me personally i can oftentimes be a people pleaser 
And so that can get me off of the path of what I really am wanting. And then the second is that you're capable of more than what you're allowing yourself to do today. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're, you know, we're destined for greatness and you have to have that belief within yourself that you can do more and you can mm -hmm. accomplish more. And every major success that you see out there, they had a dream and they get kept going for it yeah. and they were no different than you and I. Yep. And if I, if I could leave you with anything today is that step into the best version of you every single day, even when it's tough, get mm -hmm. up and fight the good fight. I love it. Well, Melissa, if no one else needed this today, I'm sure all the listeners did, but I certainly did. So thank you so much. And uh, just congratulations on all the amazing things that you've been able to accomplish and uh, just excited to continue to follow your journey and can't wait to have you on again in a year or two when things are just continuing to grow and expand and we can highlight all of the uh, other amazing moments that have happened. Thank you. I appreciate your time so much. And um, for those of you listening, if you ever want to come to an Epic Talks, they can send me a DM on, on Instagram. I'm more than happy to share the link with them and, and how they can find out more information. So I'm here to be of service. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank you.